Okay, that was the opening music to Barachi, and this was released in 1972 in India, and it's part of the Bollywood culture of films. I'm not quite sure how to categorize that, but it's directed by... <laughs> I'm going to give this a shot. Uh, Rish Ikesh Mukherjee. Harije. Pretty sure I got that wrong, but he directed a ton of movies and, and was really popular in the 60s and 70s. And it stars Rajesh Khanna as Raghu or Barachi, and Jaya Bakchan as Krishna. I w I'm going to point you to IMDb to go read the rest of the names of the actors because I feel bad that I'm getting these wrong. The, all of the actors I felt were really, really engaging and, and, and fun. So you're listening to Classic Movie Reviews, and you can find us on the internet at classicmoviereviews.net. And on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash classicmoviereviews. And I'm Matt Johnson coming to you from sunny North Bend today. And uh, I'm Bob Johnson from Los Angeles, welcoming everyone back to Classic Movie Reviews. And uh, our movie, which uh, I looked up, I think it translates as The Chef, uh, from 1972. And the director, Harashkesh Makarjee, lived to be 83, and he, did, uh, he directed 42 films in uh, India. And he's regarded as one of the greatest directors of cinema in the country of India. And many of his movies had the themes of changing and, and, and providing or presenting a better view of the middle class and their values and lifestyles. Lots of honors and recognitions. Uh, he also uh, was nominated for a special award at the Berlin uh, International Film Festival in 1961 uh, for one of his movies. And what's what I found interesting, he was quite well regarded. He was a university graduate, and he taught mathematics and science for many years before moving into the film and directing role. So he had quite a long career. And like you, Matt, I, I'm going to limit how many times I mispronounce the names, but... Uh, for anyone interested, there's a lot of background on him that I found really informative and interesting. Well, and, and uh, the lead actor who plays Raghu, um, I, they, they call him Raghu throughout the whole film. I'm not sure if that's kind of interchangeable with Barwachi in terms of the, calling him the chef, but Rajesh Khanna was a huge, huge superstar in India. I mean, to the point where women were writing him letters in, in their own blood. <laughs> I mean... We're talking like megastar and did just hundreds of movies, it's, it looks like. And just, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like we're standing on the edge of, a, of an ocean of cinema that we're just not very familiar with, with all these movies that came out of India. And I, I would love to explore more of these because I, I really enjoyed this one. It was really well done and fun and touching. And, and I thought he just was an excellent actor in the film i i couldn't agree more I, I did a little research on him too he was he was considered the first superstar and to show you the volume of films that they were producing he had 15 consecutive hit films 
from 1969 to 1971. <laughs> in that's, three years, he had 15 films. <laughs> that's, that's busy. And uh, he was a member of the uh, parliament uh, at the national government in, in India from 1992 to 1996. So not only was he well regarded in the film industry, but he was politically successful uh, and died at the age of 69. And the co-star uh, in the film, you mentioned her name earlier, is currently a member of parliament for the country of India. Uh, but my favorite of all the volumes that, I mean, the volume of film is amazing. There's an actor in the film that I will apologize that I won't get his name correct. Ashrani, who's still alive, He's done over 350 films. Oh, he was funny. He played the he played the family member that was really into American music, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's played lead roles, character roles, supporting roles, comedy. He's a singer and he's won a ton of awards. This film was uh, an award winner when it came out in a couple of categories. Well, and, and the director, for as many movies as he's directed, he he regards this as one of his better films. Like He listed out the top 15 films of his, and I think it was kind of right in the middle of, of the pack there, of what he considered to be his best work. You know who I really enjoyed was the kind of the patriarch of the family? <laughs> yes! Sh Shivnath Sharma, and uh, he, he was funny. He was kind of the grandpa, and he was kind of crotchety and how he spent most of the time in bed it looked like <laughs> but he but he yeah he was very interesting in terms of, of how that character was developed uh i the thing that i really enjoyed about the film is that it's so refreshingly different from what i've grown up and, and become used to seeing uh there's no violence there's no it's it's pretty much around family values and the interaction between the family. And I love the way they start the film with the, uh, with kind of the introduction to the place where they live. They keep saying it's more like a hotel than a, than a, a house where a family lives because it's just so many people and there's just so much like chaos going on all the time. And, you know, it was interesting, the opening credits, they were spoken. They, they actually were no like, credits displayed on the screen in terms of actor names and and you know producers that type of thing thought that was interesting i've only seen that one other time from a film from the 1970s that michael kane has the lead in i forget that i think it's called peepers or peeper and the opening credits in that one are all verbal but done by someone who's imitating humphrey bogart's voice yeah, I like I like that they had a name for the house, and it was kind of like uh, the house was almost a character in its of itself. In it was. Movie. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it really was. There's this courtyard in the middle, and there's this one area where there's it's just really slippery, and and several people slipped on it, and it was like nobody wanted to take the time to actually clean it up. And then when Ragu shows up one of the first things he does is like clean up the slippery area and then he makes a comment like, well, now you can dance on it, you know, and it's... Hey, 
बड़ी माँ अपना काम तो सभी करते हैं थोड़ा सा दूसरों का काम करके देखिए कितना सुख मिलता है घर में नारियल का खोल है and I loved how they sped up his the film to make it look like he was superhuman. And I kept thinking, like, this guy's like, he's like a robot or something. <laughs> he's just... He was... <laughs> but they had a hard time keeping staff. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> when they were to the, at the opening of the film, where's the, the chef? The film opens up with the chef, the, the prior chef leaving, and, and they were all amazed that he'd lasted a whole month because everybody else had lasted like a day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you could tell why, because they were constantly squabbling and, and arguing, and, and it was just like this totally dysfunctional family at the beginning of the film. It's funny because Raghu just shows up out of nowhere, and, and, and nobody knows like how he heard about the family, or he's got this elaborate backstory about all these places that he's worked, and it's it's like nobody nobody could work at so many different yeah. places and <laughs> learn so many different things. He's He's like... Uh, I think one of the aunties says that he's got like occult powers or something. You know, he's 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 a magician because <laughs> oh, he's got so much knowledge. And and he goes from place. We find out later in the film, much later in the film, that his mission is to pull together these these divergent views and dysfunctional views in families, and that was his mission in his life. Yeah, and he he's got a great speech at the end where he talks about why he does what he does and. He basically says that people forget about the small things in life and they forget to love one another in the small ways that, that bring happiness. And his goal is to remind people about the small things. And he doesn't actually, he, he specifically says he doesn't actually teach anybody anything. It's just that he's there to remind them about these things. And I love that so much. What makes it so appropriate right now with the coronavirus going on and all of us sort of isolated in our homes, it's it's good to be aware of the small things. When I watched it, I thought of that. It's not usually great big deals that present problems. It's the never, never ending small details of daily life with other people in your family. Well, and also it's those, it's those little details that can bring happiness too, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, you a lot of times you think, well, I, I, I need a big trip or I need a big raise, or I need a promotion, or, you know, the list goes on and on of, of these things that you need to be happy. And maybe you're so focused on on these these big things that you forget about the little things that uh, happen day in and day out that can bring you happiness. And there and there's so many of them in the film. It's hard to re, you know recount them all, but it's like the whole film is like a series of these. It's just yeah, yeah. You couldn't you if you recounted them all, you'd be giving everything in the film. You'd be talking about everything in the film. The way that it's written and directed, though, it's it's interesting because there's moments in the film when you think that he's he's gonna make it worse by his sort of like meddling, <laughs> but then. <laughs> It actually works out, and and everybody listens to him. You know, he's like the best life coach you could ever have. He touches every age that's in the house, everybody in the house. I hadn't thought of it. Yeah, he is a life coach. <laughs> I love I love the uh, end line. Ragu is going to a new home. Let's hope it is not yours. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe maybe that's exactly where he should go. You know, yeah, if he shows up, you know, you've got some problems. Gosh. In real life, I think he was a professor. He talks about that near the end of the film too. And he took 
the fake name of Ragu and made it his mission to play, uh, go to places that were on the brink of breaking up and he decided to use his knowledge to uh, stop that sort of thing. So one one family at a time. So it's interesting, through the whole movie, you, you, you don't really know much about him, except for what he tells you kind of when he first arrives at the house. And and it's so it's so unbelievable like all the things that he says that you've you've got to believe that he's making it up but then as the film progresses you think well maybe he's not making a making it up because this guy he seems to know how to do everything and then at the end he's got this elaborate scheme where he wants to get the young the youngest uh granddaughter kind of hooked back up with her boyfriend and he he stages this whole thing and then and then tells the young man who's the boyfriend who's kind of in trouble with the aunties what really his background was and as you mentioned he i think he was a professor but he he discovered that he got so much happiness from helping this one family that he it was now his new mission in life to go around helping other families and I loved a line there near the end where he says that if we can build a small army of people who are going around helping other people and we can yeah. change the world that way. And I just thought that was so at that point I was like, this is the movie that I needed to watch right now. You know, this is no was, kidding. This we just sort exactly of, what I needed to hear. We sort of accidentally stumbled on this film and what was really interesting to me and, and, and came through in the film is I don't recall a film in the U.S. that would have this sort of philosophical underpinning and be able to carry it out the way it was done. It, in times, it's almost like a, a, a kind of a metaphysical sort of a thing to me. It affected me in that way. That he, It's just, it's a whole, whole part of his life was, was designed to, to do this and I really enjoy that because it's so new to me to see it in film carried out this way. Makes me want to see a couple more of these. I, I, I kind of wonder if this is a movie that could only have been made in India um, because of that underpinning. And, you know, it's at times it felt a little bit like a Japanese film to me. Like I, I had like echoes of like Akira Kurosawa in some scenes and... And, uh, but I don't think this film could have been made in Japan the way that it stands, well, the way I, that it was made. I was thinking about this, and I don't want to overgeneralize it, but uh, we've done films from various countries, and they seem by country to country to kind of have a theme. Films from Sweden have a feel to them that's different than France, France is different from Japan, and India is certainly different from the others that we've seen. Their culture is reflected in the film, the society and the culture. Um, so that that I found really refreshing. Yeah. There was a line, I think it might be the most famous line from the film, and he speaks it in English. It's interesting how they, they sometimes switch back and forth between Hindi and English. And... But he says it in English. He's, uh, Raghu says, It is so simple to be happy, but it is so difficult to be simple. Oh, that's so true. And I, I think that really lands really well in the film with the characters, you know, and it's like, 
it's so simple to be happy, but so difficult to be simple. And I think he's saying that to, in order to be happy, you need to be simple. So it's actually not that easy to be happy because it's difficult to be simple. It's like a puzzle. I find that true in my own life, you know, trying to simplify. And it, it's, it, it's, it is difficult to do. And I know the struggle with that. I, I, I found... I found the uh, nickname for the the place where they lived, which I think oh, okay, is ironic. Yeah. It was known as the Abode of Peace, <laughs> which, <laughs> which at the end of the film it it has become, but it certainly. But at the wasn't. beginning of the film, film it's the you opposite know. of that. Then I found a little thing here, uh, and one of the things I was researching, Ragu lives up to his challenge and becomes the apple of the eye of every inmate. Of the abode of peace. <laughs> I don't know well, if that's a translation. Keep, well, like the the sons keep saying they they want to move out, you know, and they just they can't stand this place. And then the the daughter in laws are are like saying the same thing. And it, at the beginning of the movie, it's like everybody just can't stand being there. But by the end of the movie, everybody just is so it's just like come together and they're so happy to be there as a family it's it's great it's it's kind of a slow build in terms of how this all comes together but each scene adds to it you know and i don't think there's any scenes that sort of are just extraneous they they all for, for different characters lead up to this conclusion at the end it's it's a it's a wonderful film i, I it's just uh I can't say enough about how different it was for me and what the effect I had, or what it, what the effect it had on me. Uh, and it's it's a basically pretty simple theme and story with very complex issues that he he's he's able to match and and uh, successfully deal with all of them. And then he goes off to do it somewhere else. For all I know, it's, he's it's, still doing it. It's pretty incredible to me too that the almost the entire film takes place in that house. There's a few scenes like the at the gym or at the park, um, but yeah, almost almost the entire thing was filmed on that stage that represents the house. And I got to think this was a pretty low budget uh, movie in the grand scheme of things. And and just it's just the you know the production value was really high like the the yes. cinematography was excellent the music was excellent the costuming was excellent the directing was excellent acting was excellent so it was you know you you get the right ingredients together and it's like magic can happen i think it in that way it kind of reminded me of some alfred hitchcock movies that are just very small in terms of the of the scope like if you think about rear window for instance um it takes place but, in on a, you know, one set. Yeah, but but the impact is so great because of the quality of all the pieces that are put together and the way that they're put together. I found a quote that uh, is attributed to the director, and he said, and I quote, the milieu, oh, let me do a lead-in, his films contain no violence and focus rather on, and then the quote is, the milieu of the Indian middle class who have larger-than-life foibles and whose major concern is to survive the day, end of quote. And that, you know, he really, he really tells a beautiful story. I, I'm going to have to say right now I'd give it a 10. I rated it a 10. Even though 
the subtitles. I, I was learning how to do that quickly, and I was wishing that I spoke Hindu, you know, because it would make it that much better, I think. But anyway, I give it a 10. Yeah, I would give it a 10 as well. And it's it's one of the few movies on IMDb that's got almost all 10 ratings from the from the people that have reviewed it. That's a, um, that that alone is interesting because usually you get a spread from one to ten with everything in between on films. Yeah, it's it's an average of an eight, but when you kind of scroll down, it's like ten, 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 seven. You know, so there's a lot of tens and then a few lower ones. And uh, before we end the podcast, I should also give the answer to the last trivia question from the Invisible Man. So what's the answer to last episode's trivia question? The last episode, the trivia questions were for the Invisible Man. Uh, For the Invisible Man 1933 film, before Claude Rains was selected for the lead role... All of the following actors were considered for that role except which actor? A. Paul Lucas B. Basil Rathbone C. Boris Karloff and D. Colin Clive And again, which one of those four was not considered for the role in The Invisible Man? And the answer is B. Basil Rathbone He was not considered Which surprised me, but that's what that's what the record shows. It's such an interesting movie because you only see Claude Rains at the last 15 seconds of the movie. But like I mentioned during that review, his charisma comes through even the bandages that he's wearing, right? So you don't have to see his face, but you, you get it through the voice and the, the body language. Oh, yeah. He he was the consummate actor. Should I go ahead with the next criv- trivia question? Yes, well, so what's still, the trivia okay. question for today's movie? The, the trivia question for today uh, is the following. In which, in which decade did India surpass the United States as the world's largest film producer? And that also included the adoption of the term Bollywood. Those occurred, oh, in, the same, those occurred in the same decade. And the choices are... A, the 1990s, B, the 1970s, C, the 1980s, or D, the 1950s. And that would be the decade in which India surpassed the U.S. in the production of films. And I'll have the answer in our next time. And so far, I haven't used the trivia book for any of my questions (laughs) because they don't don't have them. So I'll be an expert in doing trivial questions. I I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, we should do a festival of uh, similar films. There's quite a few of them available on Netflix, so I think we could do that. We're going to be reviewing Kind Hearts and Coronets. That's a very clever and witty film from 1949 which, if the listeners haven't seen it, once, once they get a chance to, to go through that uh, with us, I think they'll be interested in seeing it. It also has Alec Guinness in it. And that, that's available through the Netflix DVD service. Um, you can also rent it um, for like four bucks, so it's not too expensive. Or if you have the Netflix DVD service, you can get it through that. All right. Um, Wow. 
so our first foray into Indian films, and I think we picked a great one to start off with, and I think we will have more. And for those of you that are sort of like experts in this area and know so much more about this than we do, we're we're just starting, and like I said, it feels kind of like standing on the shore of a, of a giant ocean of film. It's a bit overwhelming, but I think it's also exciting. So expect more in the future, and uh, yeah, it was really fun to, to watch that. And I, I, like I said, I think it was the movie that I needed to see uh, during this these times that we're having. I echo that, and uh, we look forward to doing more, and also we welcome any suggestions on how we could improve our pronunciation of names. Or, or suggestions for other films from India that, that you would recommend that we watch. So um, that's it. So that was our review of Barachi, and coming to you from sunny North Bend, where we're all, well, as we're, as we're recording this on uh, March 20th, uh, we're hunkering down and not going out to do much other than grocery shopping and, and walks. So stay safe, everybody. And this is Bob Johnson in Los Angeles wishing everyone happy movie watching. शांतिमय घर की खोज में फिर से शुरू हुई रघुनंदन की यात्रा हमें आशा है कि वो अशांतिमय घर कम से कम आपका नहीं होगा